All right. So as Mark said, my name is Andrew, and my wife Kim is hiding around here somewhere. She's in the back. I'm one of the pastors here. And as Mark also mentioned, last week we started a seven-week series called The Culture of Christ. Uh, Mark and Brad and I got away uh, last month, I think it was, and uh, just spent 24 hours just talking about um, the culture of our church and what we're about, and we're all about Jesus. We're all about Jesus. And so we wanted to, s- to take a look and see what, what was Jesus all about? What was he all about, and, and what does a, a culture of Christ look like? So we had a, a pretty healthy list of things, 21, I think, that we whittled down to seven. So last week, Mark preached on love. <clears throat> this week, I'm preaching on generosity. Then after that, we'll have presence, which includes worship, uh, discipleship, obedience, power, and salvation. <clears throat> so I'm going to go ahead and continue this week with generosity. Uh, we just want to model our lives after Jesus, our church after Jesus, and so that's why we're diving in just to see what he was all about. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for this time, Lord. I thank you. Um, I thank you that you are all about the kingdom, your Father, loving people, Lord, and that we get to partake and, and partner with you in that, Father. I just thank you uh, for the word that you've given me today, Father. I submit it now to you, Lord. I ask that you would use it. Use it to touch the hearts of everyone here, Father God. Um, use it to just uh, expand our vision, Lord, and uh, just dive into the culture that you have and the things that you are about. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'd like to start with the verse that Mark shared last week in John. So John 13, 12 through 17 says this. So when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and reclined at the table again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, the Lord and teacher, washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. So as Mark said last week, it's not enough just to know what Jesus wants us to do. It's not enough just to know the word. But we have to do it. We have to demonstrate it. We have to be people of action. So how was Jesus generous? What did he give and how did he demonstrate generosity? Well, I started by taking a look at what generosity means. Generosity is defined as the quality of being kind and generous. Liberality, giving or spending freely. Open-handedness, not withholding. Unselfishness, kindness, benevolence, big-hearted. Jesus was all of those things. He gave of himself freely and generously. He was open-handed, big-hearted, and kind. Jesus loved us, and he demonstrated that love for us. Generosity is love in action. So how did Jesus demonstrate this? How was he generous? Well, he was very generous with his time. Like all of us, Jesus' time on earth was limited, and he knew exactly how limited it was. And yet he gave all of his time to the Father. All of it. 
If you were looking for Jesus, where would you find him? He was either in the presence of the Father in prayer or with people. He spent lots and lots of time with people. He'd go into towns, he'd minister, he'd have meals with people. He'd heal. He'd heal the blind. He he just spent all of his time with people, pouring into people because the people are the kingdom of God. And even though his time was limited, that's where he chose to spend his time. You didn't see Jesus, you know, vacationing or just hanging out. I mean, he hung out with his friends sometimes, but he was still with people. He was still pouring into people. And we should do the same. And I'm not saying it's easy. We all have busy lives. We all have work and all the different things that we do. But if we're to model our our lives after Christ and our, our generosity after Christ, then we need to be generous with Christ, with our time. We need to give him time. As Jesus was pouring out and ministering to people, he also knew that he had to go and get filled back up. So after long times of ministry, he'd go and spend time in prayer with the Father. So if we're going to pour out and we're going to spend time with people, we need to do the same. Generosity is a life poured out. That's what it is. And if we're expected to pour out, we've got to be poured into. So it's, it's vital, vital that we spend time with the Lord getting filled up so that we can continually pour out and not be dry. Jesus didn't hold back or reserve anything for himself. I love that open-handedness was one of the listed synonyms for generosity. As I thought about it, it really summed up generosity for me. It's not God's plan that we store him up, but that we pour him out. That's what generosity is all about. We're to generously share in all that he gives to us, just like Jesus shared all that the Father gave to him. We're to share his love, his word, his hope, his joy, his peace, all of those things. We don't have to store those things up. There's not some limit to how much of that we have. In Christ, we have unlimited access to all of those things. And it's not for us to store up, it's for us to pour out. And Jesus did just that. He kept nothing for himself, but he shared generously of all the Father gave him. Jesus spent countless hours with people, loving on them, sharing the good news of the kingdom, the hope of salvation. He healed the sick, he raised the dead, he cleansed the lepers, he cast out demons. In Matthew 5, 10, or Matthew 10, 5 through 8, it says, These twelve Jesus sent out after instructing them, Do not go in the way of the Gentiles, And do not enter any of the city of the Samaritans, but rather go to the lost sheep of the houses of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. Freely you received, freely give. That's generosity, friends. Freely we receive, and so freely we give of everything. Of everything. Jesus didn't hold this back. Jesus shared all that the Father had. Jesus was given from the Father the ability to raise the dead, to cleanse the lepers, to all these things. And he sent the disciples out saying, do these things. In my name, you can do these things. He didn't hold it back. He didn't say, I'm the King of kings and Lord of lords and only I can do this. He said, no. 
This is the kingdom of God. I want people touched and healed and delivered. So he gave those same things. If we look and we think about all of the things that the Father gave the Son, the Son gave them all to us. All of them. Jesus freely received, and so he freely gave as well. Think about the Holy Spirit. The Father sent the Holy Spirit to to descend upon the Son, and he stayed with him. And then when Jesus left, he sent the Holy Spirit. He didn't withhold that from us either. And what came with the Holy Spirit? Power. The Word says we have power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Jesus didn't store up. He poured out. He furthered the kingdom's reach by generously distributing all that he had. His power, his authority, his resources. He gave everything. And we have to do the same. God generously gave us the free gift of salvation. And he commissioned us to let others know that it's available to them as well. We don't need to store that up for ourselves either. It would be, it would be unfortunate if we did. You know, That's his plan. We've got to reach out. As Christians, we're charged to be the hands and feet of Jesus, touching a lost and hurting world, to bring those that don't know Jesus into the kingdom. And Jesus empowered us to do it. He held nothing back. He gave us everything we need to do that. We walk in authority and power in his name. Jesus knew that this was God's plan. He knew that the kingdom was to be advanced through us. God is the source, but we're to be the distribution network. We're not supposed to dam up the things of God as, as he's pouring things into us. We're not supposed to store them up. That's why generosity is so important. If we store it up, then the living waters get stopped up and they're not pouring out. We're not just filled so that we can be full. I mean, don't get us wrong. We all love to be full. We all love to be full of the Holy Spirit. Our belly's full. You know, we love to be full. Amen. <laughs> But we're not given every good thing from Jesus just to be full. We've got to pour it out. We can't hold tightly to the things of this world or anything outside of Jesus. Jesus is the only thing we should be holding tightly onto. We're to be a conduit. God is our source. The source of all we have and all we need. And Jesus is what this world needs. So as Jesus pours into us, we have to pour Jesus out to them. We have to be generous with all that he's given us. And I'm talking all. The kingdom is resourced by God. And he, and he does it through us. So we have to be willing to allow it to flow through us. We can't stop the flow. We can't hold on to anything but him. Luke 18, 18 through 23 says this. A ruler questioned him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And he said, All these things I have kept from my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, One thing you still lack. Sell all that you possess and distribute it to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But when he had heard these things, he became very sad, for he was extremely rich. It's not bad for us to have things or money. 
so long as money and things don't have us. If Jesus asks for our money or our stuff, are we willing to give it to him? Jesus was everything he had. Everything he had he gave to the Father. Are we willing for it to be used to resource the kingdom? Because that's God's plan. He gives to us and we give out. Are we willing to be generous? If we were faced with this, would we sell all we had and give it to the poor? Or does that make us cringe? Certain it does. It's a struggle for everyone. Jesus didn't store up treasures on earth as his treasure was in heaven and he instructed us to do the same. Matthew 6, 19 through 21 says this. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We can't take it with us, friends. We can't take it with us. So why grasp onto it? Generosity really is a matter of the heart, as Mark said earlier. Are we kind and open-handed? Or do we withhold and store up? I think sometimes we just, we just miss it sometimes. And we overcomplicate things. When we're faced with an opportunity for generosity, we get hung up. Who here remembers those math problems from school? The word ones? Yeah, yeah I hated those. <clears throat> they could be so confusing and they could cause so much anxiety. I just remember reading them and I'm like, okay, if Susie has six apples and he gives a third to Jimmy and a third to Joey and an eighth to Sally and then quarters the remaining apples and shares them with the rest of the class, how many apples does Susie have left? And I'm like, I don't even know. Four, Four apparently. <clears throat> but when we're presented with an opportunity to be generous and share, this is the thing that starts going on in our mind. We've got these six apples and we're like, a quarter to what? And Lord, you want me to give this to who? And but I'm not going to have any left. But what we don't realize, friends, is that our Father owns the whole orchard. He owns the whole orchard. We don't have to get hung up on these six apples we have in our hands. We don't have to. We make it more complicated than we need to. We forget that our Father owns it all. And He is a generous, generous God. While we're here doing math in our head, Jesus has a whole big monster bag of apples and he's like, just let those six go. You're going to need both hands. Would you just give them away? You know, we just hold on to it. It's a lack of trust, friends. We can trust God. God is trustworthy. And we don't have to see what he has in his hands getting ready to hold us to know that he's going to take care of us. We can't base our generosity on what we have in our grasp. We have to trust that the Father has it all. That He is our source. And Jesus really understood this. Think about it. He went around ministering and caring for people, but He didn't have the disciples hauling some big cart full of food and money. He didn't do that. <clears throat> he wasn't storing up resources. He was trusting that the Father was going to provide for every need. Now they had a little bit of money. You know, Judas carried the little money box around. and But even what they were given in that went to the poor. Except for the stuff that Judas was putting in his pocket. But that's another, that's another <laughs> message for another time. 
<clears throat> oh, Judas. But really, generosity, you know, it's, it's in part about giving. You know, I read the, the definition earlier. It's, it's also kindness and, and just the quality of being kind. And who, who's kinder than Christ, right? And it can be about giving money. You know, it's part of that. The Lord does ask us for something. If, if we call the Lord, our Lord and Savior, he asks for the tithe. He asks for that. But it's really so much more than that. Generosity comes from an understanding that all we have is God's. And that he didn't give us what we have just to keep for ourselves. In 2 Corinthians 9, 6-8, it says this, Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do just he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Why does he love a cheerful giver? Because a cheerful giver is demonstrating trust in him. He loves that. He loves it when we trust our lives with him. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you have an abundance for every good deed. An abundance. So, you know, if we have six apples and we give away three and we're like, eh, you know, he'll give us another one. But if we just let it flow, let the kingdom flow through us, let all of the resources that God gives us flow through us, we'll reap in abundance. We'll always have an abundance for every good deed. It's supposed to flow out. Jesus poured out his life for us. Poured it out. Left nothing. Left nothing. We're meant to give generously. And when we do, we reap generously. It's not just of our money, but of all we have, of our time, of our resources, of our love, of our talents. Jesus shared of his talents as well. You know, he healed people. He turned water into wine. You know, we can share of our talents as well. Maybe you can't turn water into wine. That'd be cool. But, you know, maybe you can fix things or maybe you can make a meal for somebody. We all have things that we can share, not just our money, but of our lives, of our time, of all the resources God gives us. Proverbs eleven twenty four and 25 says this. There is one who scatters and yet increases all the more. And there is one who withholds what is justly due and yet it results only in want. The generous man will be prosperous and he who waters will himself be watered. We don't have to worry about being watered. The generous man who waters will be watered. Constantly pouring out. That's generosity. That's kingdom generosity. That's Jesus' culture generosity. If we're generous, we'll be taken care of. We need not fear outgiving God. We can't outgive God. Jesus gave us the greatest gift. He, gener he demonstrated the greatest act of generosity. He gave his life for us. He gave his life for us while he was here in giving all of his time, resources, energy, and efforts to the Father and to the kingdom. And he gave his life on the cross. 
so that we would have all we need for all that he's called us to do. That we would be free from sin. That we would have direct access to the Father. I don't know anything more generous than that. We can't outgift God, guys. We can't store up what God has poured in. That's not his plan. We're not to be dams. We're to be, we're to be conduits. We're to be waterways for things to just flow through. Generosity is love in action. Jesus poured out his life for all. Generosity is a willingness to be poured into and pour out. It's a reliance and dependence on Jesus, our source. It's a desire to allow everything we have to be made available to God. An agreement to lay down our lives for Christ as he <clears throat> gave his life for us. Generosity is the culture of Christ. 